0: Ready? I'm ready. Oh, pop it open, girl. Yes. Saturday. All right. Welcome back to A Thousand True Crimes. And this is Chelsea, and I'm here with the lovely Joe.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm just glad it's Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) How are you doing over there?
0: I'm hanging in there. You know, it's been a crazy week we're just like trying to figure out moving and you know it's never easy
1: it's just no it isn't but you guys do have some added complications
0: yeah so and like COVID doesn't make it any easier but I mean we've gotten some answers so I'm getting excited good um other than that it's been good just you know the hubby leaves again mm-hmm. soon so like all we do is like eat and drink so much when he's home because he's like only home for like a couple months at a time so yeah. when he's home there's like no routine and it's just like everything goes Yeah, and yeah. my pants are like you can't keep doing that you're not 22 <laughs> anymore <laughs>
1: uh, to be 22 <gasps> again yes but how are you doing good we've got We placed like all of our orders for our care packages. I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but um, me and the little girls that I nanny were making like um, 50 different care packages for um, our friends in the homeless community. So we raised almost $1,200. We got a bunch of donations and um, we got all of our stuff and so the stuff is starting to come in and we're starting to sort it out and put it in a bag so it's a lot of work but it's pretty fun I mean it's exciting I feel like in a year where it's like just been so garbage it's nice to have something else to like focus on and do good and help other people and it just I don't know helps
0: (laughs) yeah definitely that's awesome all right
1: well what you drinking over there? So I've got this Appalachia Session IPA. It's really delicious. It's by Wicked Weed Brewing. I'm sure that you, y'all know it, but it's like, I mean, it's hoppy, but it's also real fruity. It's it's delish. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I can't do hoppy. I hate that that taste.
1: Ugh. You can't taste it over the fruit, like I, because I'm not okay. a big fan of hoppy either. And the fruit kind of it almost tastes like um. Like a cider with, like, maybe a little flavor of hops in there. Okay. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's not bad. Oh, what about I'll you? i have to try it when I get to NC. Yeah, um, bro, I think this is from the mountains. I think. Yeah. Asheville, North Carolina. And they definitely do not have it out here. No. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking my, you know, go to Sauvignon Blanc. Salish. So the white wine. Ten. A. Love, a. It. Love it. Saturday. Let's let's go. Um, but yeah, so anyways, you want to talk about yeah. our crime today. What god awful nightmare of the human are we talking about today? I know. <laughs> this one's a little rough, so I am going to go ahead and do a trigger warning that it does involve a death of a child. Yikes. Um, All right. Yeah. So you've been warned. Is, you've been warned. Um, okay. So this is the case of Terrell Kyler. And when the crime was committed against him, he was seven years old. So we're going to kind of take it back to the 80s and kind of go over like his parents and everything that okay. kind of led to this extremely tragic, tragic event. Okay. Um. So... Drell's mom is named, her name is Tammy, and Tammy attended St. Joseph in West Hartford, Connecticut, where she meets her future husband, Arnold, a.k.a. Drell's dad. Okay. They met one night at a club, you know, college kids, do what you guys got to do. And at the time, he attended UConn. Okay. So they start dating, but there's suspicions in the very beginning, like right off the bat, that He wasn't being super faithful in the Mm, relationship. Okay. But Tammy kind of like... Let it go? I don't know, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, benefit of the doubt. Like, not there. I don't think there was like a lot of proof that that was happening. So it was just like a
1: suspicion. Okay.
0: Um, And after college, they end up moving in with each other. Okay. So in 1989, Tammy finds out that she is pregnant with their first son, uh, Jarell. Oh, yeah. That's
1: the year we were born.
0: I know it's it's crazy. Wild. They end up getting married in January 1990. Okay. And they moved to Windsor, Connecticut. Okay. Joel Jarell jo- jo- jo was born on October 26, 1990. And after that, uh, after Jarrell jo- was born, Tammy became even more active in her faith, which was Jehovah Witness.
1: Oh, weird. And
0: yeah. Or not weird, random, um, I guess. Yeah. I just, you know, I only know one Jehovah Witness. I don't think I know any personally. I I worked with them.
1: They've come to my door, but I don't Mm. know any personally. He was super nice. I asked him a lot of
0: questions. I I would too. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure they're a little like.
1: It's a cult. Like I know like they call it a temple. It's It's not a a church. It's a cult. (laughs) Yeah, even so. ex even hope Jehovah's Witness say that. I mean, whatever, live your yeah. life, you I, know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But this is important because she actually starts attending the church temple mm-hmm. that her aunt and cousin went to, okay. and her cousin's name is Chastity. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Tammy work is working a full time job, and she ends up like pretty much like hiring Chastity to babysit Darrell. Um, and in 1994, there's like this family pool party and this is when the family starts to kind of notice that Chastity and Arnold are flirting pretty heavily. Uh Uh-oh. Like, just like they're like kind of like tunnel vision, like no one else is around and Mm. yeah. Mm. And then... Also, during that time, one night, Arnold, Chasity, her brother, and some other people went to a quote-unquote club. Okay. Um, and the clubs in Connecticut, you know, at least back in the 90s, closed at like 1 or 2. hmm So it's 4 a.m. Tammy's waiting up. Chasity and Arnold still are not back. Ugh. Finally, they walk in through the door. So, like, there's definitely starting some tension in the family
1: yeah. Because that's
0: two unaccounted for hours. Two maybe 3
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh. And
0: like, there's also like, did they really go to the club? Right. Is that just the story they told people? Right. So people are starting to get suspicious, but Tammy kind of just like, I don't know. I wouldn't want to believe it either, because it's not like some yeah. random person, it's her cousin. Yeah. And she's got and, a baby with
1: this man. Yeah. Mm.
0: So Tammy finds out that she's pregnant with her second child, Lindsay, who was born July 22nd, 1995. Mm-hmm. And by 1996, Tammy took in her brother's kid, Danny Jr., because there was, like, some drinking problems within okay. her brother's family. Okay. And she worked as, like, a like a welfare, social welfare. Oh, okay. And she didn't want Danny Jr. to go into the system. Yeah. Okay. Aw. So she took in... Danny Jr. What a well. good sister! <laughs> I know, right? Well, I wouldn't let my nephew go into the system. Hell no, either. Hell no. Like, also in 1996, they end up getting divorced. Tammy and Arnold, and she's kind of like, you know what? If you like, at this point, like, it's undeniable that something's going on with Chastity and him.
1: Okay. Like, I the family knows something's like is, up. Is that what prompted the divorce?
0: Well, yeah. And, like, I just got done watching, actually, the ID episode on it that they have. Mm-hmm. It's, like, called Twisted Love. It's the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually didn't – I actually got a lot of uh, the information from Case Law. Okay. F- from findlaw.com. Okay. And they had, like, the whole, like, transcript, I guess you could say, yeah. of the case. So I got a lot of the information from there, but – In the episode on on ID, like, it's mentioned that there was, like, a party Mm -hmm. at a family friend's house, and people fell asleep, and then, like, someone caught chastity and Arnold, like, having sex. Oh,
1: yeah. So, like, at that point, it was kind of like, like,
0: you couldn't hide from it anymore, and it actually caused a big rift in the family. Big, yikes. So, So, they end up getting divorced, And, um, after the divorce and I'm kind of like, hope this isn't like too jumpy, but I'm going to mention this because it comes back into the, like down the road, it, it becomes not super important, but yeah. So she ends up like starting to date and she starts dating a guy named Ben and she eventually introduces him to her kids. But the relationship kind of ends quickly oh. because he starts saying, like, sexual things in front of the kids.
1: And he's, Ooh. like, mentioning that he
0: has family members and, like, he was possibly part of the Jamaican gang, a Jamaican gang. Um, what, what? And then she found out what? he was married. Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she so, found out he was married. So many questions. <laughs> like... what? <laughs> saying sexual things, bragging about maybe being part of a gang in Jamaica and that he's and got a wife. Married. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a great dude. Not a great dude. No. Well, I'm
0: glad no. she peaced out. So she did, but he was like kind of pissed because he was kind of an arrogant, you know, like he like, he got what he wanted. This Ben and, like, dude? you didn't disrespect him. Mm. Yeah. Like, you didn't
1: disrespect him. Got it. I know so the type. So he was
0: kind of like angry at Tammy. Okay. <laughs> So, oh dear, that is the kind of very brief, I'm sure, relationship of Tammy and Arnold. Okay. So, two kids, Lindsay and Gerald. Okay. So, we're going to jump into Chastity and Arnold's relationship. Buh. So, and remember, Chastity is her cousin. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's definitely a little um, Gross. not okay. So Chastity West and Arnold started dating when she was about 21 years old and he was 32. And like I said, a lot of the family really disapproved of the relationship due to the fact that they were Jehovah's Witness and extremely religious. Mm. So like this was going against everything that they believed in. Yeah, no kidding. So Chastity wanted to marry Arnold and start her own life with him, but he kept like He wouldn't marry her due to her being cousins with Tammy and the tension, like, already in the family. So they kept trying to keep their, like, relationship behind closed doors. Okay. But they did not do a very good job about it because the family figured it out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Also, he, like, told her, like, he would never move out of state because of his children.
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah. So... During the divorce, the decision on the child the children's custody was that Arnold would get Jarrell and Lindsay every other weekend and two nights a week. Okay. So on his scheduled weeknights, he would pick the kids up and from like daycare and take them to Tammy's house and stay there until she returned home from work. And Tammy had made a key for him and he would always keep it in Lindsay's diaper bag. Okay. That's also important. Okay. Okay. So at this point, like Chastity wants to start a life with him, he's kind of like not having it. Mm. She's like getting a little like aggravated because like he has to pay a lot in child support. He's not gonna like move out of state. Yeah. Um, this it isn't seems the, like Tammy and Arnold. Like this isn't the relationship were, like,
1: that she was thinking it was going yeah, to be.
0: Yeah. No. And it seems like Tammy and Arnold had really like. Tried their best to be the best co-parenting that they could do okay. in that situation. Okay, like, that's what that's what I took from it. Mm-hmm. And she probably didn't like that they were still friendly either. Yeah, I mean, like the fact that like he would go to Tammy's house and like wait for Tammy to get back from work so he could be with the kids. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that to me is like you're definitely trying to keep it. So, Chastity like still is feeling threatened by the relationship that Tammy and Arnold had. And in 1997, Tammy purchased a new home in Windsor, but due to the fact that Chastity was dating Arnold, Tammy never invited her into like the new house. Don't blame her. Yeah, I'd be like, you can go. Yeah, you know, I don't blame her. off. <laughs> so, Chastity would follow Arnold to Tammy's house to check up on him. Ugh. She would have her younger cousins go with her, and she would have them like describe the layout layout of Tammy's house. (laughs) She would refer to this as like her missions. And every once in a while, she would ask Arnold questions about the location of rooms in Tammy's house.
1: That's so weird. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And so, like, they started dating when she was young. Yeah. But by the time that, like, things really got crazy, she was 26 years old and a licensed practical nurse.
1: Okay. Dang. So this went on for five years because they were 21. It was
0: pretty much like... Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. was 21 when they met. It was pretty much like... So (laughs) there's, like, been a little, like, from, like... So I didn't realize, like I said, that ID had done a episode of this until this morning oh cool yeah 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 so I did a lot of the research so I got a lot of this from like different like local newspapers and like I said uh fine law Mm -hmm. so there's like (sighs) a little discrepancy it sounds like maybe the flirtation started when she was 21 but maybe they met a little earlier than that Well, I don't—or maybe they didn't get more serious until a little bit later because I've read that, like, things got really, like, hot and, like, more intense after Lindsay was born.
1: Okay. Okay. So, in
0: 1998, Tammy went to the elders of her church and asked for them to investigate Arnold and see if he had committed adultery while they were still married. I don't— Okay. —know why that—like, again, they're religious, so— I don't know how, like, Jehovah Witness, like, like, why would you do that? I don't understand. Like, they never, I never got an explanation as to why she went to the elders.
1: As someone who grew up in a super, I was, like, uh, Baptist, so it wasn't um, Jehovah's Witness, but I could totally see a wife. I mean, that's what you're taught is your first line of support is you go to the elders in the church, and she probably, A, was trying to get proof And B was hoping that they could talk to him and convince him to stop because I mean, like you, you, I mean, it was after the divorce though. Well, maybe there was, maybe she was trying to get like a different, uh, compensation for like her alimony or maybe she was just trying to embarrass him, you know, like, I don't know, publicly shame him. I've been cheated on. It pisses you off. (laughs) Well, yeah.
0: Especially with a fam, like a close family member.
1: Like that's just, yeah. Good God. Good God.
0: So anyways, this like pissed off Chastity and she starts to look into ways to like scare Tammy. Okay. So sometime in April/May of 1998, Chastity reached out to Alexis Grahales? Grahales? <laughs> Grahales? Hey, I was actually pretty good. That was for me pretty to damn close. <laughs> um, but this is also where I kind of got a little confused because on all the news articles and on the law website, everything has the, that name. But then on the ID channel, they say Miguel Vas- Vasquez. Mm. So I don't know if he changed his name. Okay. I don't know if he went by two different names. I, I'm not sure, but when I Google the Alexis name mm-hmm. and then like, then Gerald, like this is what pops up. Okay. And when I Googled Miguel's name and Jarrell, Jer- nothing came up. Okay. So, so let's stick, with Alexis. stick yeah. with Alexis. I'm um, with Alexis. Because then everything
1: else that ID talked about matched up to what I found. Okay. Okay. Online. So. Who knows where that came from? I don't know. ID. Shoot us an email. Tell us who Miguel Vasquez is. So this is her younger. Okay, so this is
0: Chastity's younger cousin's boyfriend, and told him about a job at the Connecticut Health Center. Okay, she then asked him if he knew anyone that knew anything about like explosives, as one does in casual conversation. Conversation, I know, right? He says no but Tammy (laughs) keeps calling him for like the next few weeks asking if he knew of anyone that would kill for hire if he knew where she could get a gun like what in the hell yeah this poor guy is probably like bitch I don't know yeah like leave me alone and then she also like claims that Tammy has been terrorizing her for years but she didn't want to kill Tammy because she didn't want to have to take care of her kids oh god
1: okay All right. Here we are. None of that is true. I mean, probably the fact that she didn't want to take care of the kids, but I bet Tammy has not been terrorizing her. No,
0: no, no, no. So sometime in May of 1998, Chastity offers to pay Alexis four grand if he would enter the house and restrain Tammy while she vandalizes her home. He finally agrees to this. What? Believing, though that all was going to happen was some vandalizing, and, like, that's it.
1: Now, we have to remember, this is, like, an 18-year-old, very young man.
0: Yes, he's easy young. Um, So on June 7th, they go to a department store and buy a flashlight and two pairs of navy blue coveralls to be used during the (laughs) break-in. Okay. And then on June 11th, Chastity asks her younger cousin to go with her to her grandmother's house to see if the key to Tammy's house was in Lindsay's diaper bag. Because that's where she regularly kept the key for Arnold. Yeah, 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 yeah. She So, of course, the key's there. So she's able to make a copy of the key. Ugh. So the original plan was that on July 7th, so like a month later almost, they were supposed to go and vandalize her house, but Chastity was with Arnold ended up being with Arnold that night and could not leave. Okay. So she tells Alexis to go out and buy like a box cutter, and he does. Okay. So now we jump to the next night, July 8th. On July 8th, Chastity arrives to Arnold's apartment at 8 p.m. She leaves Arnold's apartment around 12.30 a.m., so now we're July 9th. Mm -hmm. She calls Alexis six times before the between the hours of 12.30 a.m. and one ten a.m. Okay. And during one of the calls, she reminds him to bring the overalls, box cutter, and flashlight, as well as an empty bottle, like a soda bottle, like a two-liter soda bottle. Okay. She also tells him that Jarrell and Lindsay were spending the night at their grandmother's. They meet at a shopping mall and then drive separately to a gas station where they purchase gas to fill up the bottles. <gasps> So they actually end up like during the investigation. They actually end up capturing Chastity around two a.m. on surveillance camera paying for the gas. Oh well, good. Yeah, which like again, like surveillance actually did something he was supposed to do. it's
1: <laughs> true. Because nine had two times out of it
0: doesn't. You're just like, oh, we we, uh, you know,
1: lost that. It just every two minutes we got to record it over, records. refresh. That's all we got. That's the I only. Don't understand that's that. all the space that we have for memory. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: so they then go to an apartment complex parking lot that was near Tammy's house, and that's when they change into the overalls. They put like masks on, made out of nylons, and they put latex gloves on. And then they drive to Tammy's house and
1: enter her house using the key they stole. Now, listen, the fact that Alexis, even up until this point, thought that all that was going to happen was some vandalization. I mean, come on. They have gasoline. They're covered from head to toe.
0: Yeah, I'm not you know, I'm not putting any like I don't think he really knew what was going to happen
1: um he's probably just caught up in the adrenaline he's of the just moment thinking
0: that and he's getting four grand and i mean think about it when yeah. you were that young like that's a four lot of grand, money especially in the nine like late 90s yeah you're right that's a lot of money you're right that's true that's a valid point point. and when you're young you're not you don't think through like nope <laughs> i could never do it because my anxiety <laughs> would be like crippling yeah but yeah you're right So, they enter Tammy's house. Tammy, Lindsay, who's two, and Jarell, who's seven, were sleeping together in Tammy's bed. Mm. Their baby cousin was also asleep in the room in a crib. Uh, Danny Jr. Her nephew, yeah. Yeah, her nephew, right? It's Danny Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Tammy's bedroom was on the first floor. Okay. Okay. And the kids' rooms were upstairs. So she hears a noise coming from the front of her house. And in the ID channel, she's like, that was the only time she's ever been on TV talking about this, was the ID episode. Uh-huh. And she mentioned that, like, she sound she said it sounded like like wind coming through. So she thought like maybe the door had popped open or something. Oh. So she gets up to go close it. Oh. And so when she's in the hallway, um, She sees someone coming towards her. (gasps) She gets, she gets tackled to the ground Uh. and Alexis tells her like to be quiet, covers her mouth and nose, says be quiet. No one will get hurt. And so she can't scream. So she's kind of just laying there like probably in shock, like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, And... Chastity runs up the stairs to the second floor where the children's bedrooms were and saw that they weren't there. So she goes to Tammy's room where she closes the door. <gasps> Tammy, yeah, Tammy at this point hears Lindsay like whimpering, crying, so she knows something's going on. And Jarell asks, what is going on?
1: I bet she turned into at a this banshee. Point,
0: oh my God. At this point, she's actually able to... Get the um his hand yeah. off her mouth. Enough. She has that mom enough, strength now. Uh huh. To be like my kids, my kids. Please don't hurt my kids. And at and also at this point, she was able to pull one of the gloves off and the watch that he was wearing. Okay. Went off. Okay. So she was like fighting like hell. yeah she was. So, Alexis is like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're yeah. not supposed to be here. Yeah, and he's like, I'm out. He literally yells. I'm leaving, I'm out, and just books it out the door. You know what? Probably the
1: smartest decision he ever made. The smartest decision was the first time he said no. That's true. He should have... Stuck with that one. Crazy. God damn. So, like, 30 seconds
0: later, Chastity follows pretty soon and leaves the house, but she also leaves a bottle filled with gasoline on the nightstand. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's like a, um, not Mazel Tov, That's not correct. Um... <laughs> That's not correct at all. (laughs) What is it called? What are you talking about? The cocktail.
1: Oh, a Molotov. A Molotov cocktail. Molotov. So she had it set up like that in everything.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. (sighs) So Tammy locks the front door as soon as they leave. She runs back into her bedroom where she finds Lindsay bleeding from her wrist.
1: Oh, my God. She's two, remember? Oh, my God.
0: So... She gets a towel for Lindsay to try to, like, stop the bleeding, and she goes back to her room, and she's calling for a She's like, wake up. Like, we got to go. And she thought he was just sleeping because, like, he was face down and not moving. And then when he didn't respond, she reached over and turned him around to see that he had a deep gash across his throat. Oh, my God. She calls 911 and tells the operator that she thinks he's dead and that they had almost cut his head off. Oh, my God. The first ambulance arrived at 2.39 a.m., and they transported Jarrell to Hartford Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 2.58 a.m. on July 9th. He also had cut marks on both of his wrists. Um, Tammy's nephew was not harmed. He was the only one.
1: How could you do that? How could you it's I have yeah, no words. It's, it's just I have no it's, it's so words. because
0: in her mind she was like, if I get rid of the kids, yep. then there's nothing holding Arnold back. Yep. Wow. And it, I mean she was a licensed practical nurse, so she knew like where to cut on yep. wrists and how to cut to do damage. Damn
1: yeah. What a bitch. hmm
0: So Tammy thought at the time that two men had entered her house and attacked her and her kids. And Chastity's defense down the road tries to use that against her. Mm -hmm. But, like,
1: I would assume two men, too. Right. Because she didn't see, like. She didn't see them. And it was dark when she got tackled and then she was on the floor and the the only one that was on Mm -hmm. top of her was a man. So I could see why she would draw that conclusion. Yeah.
0: So the police start, like, questioning people in their lives and they end up questioning chastity the next day but she said that she was at arnold's house that night and had driven to a parent's home at 1 a.m and she did not make any stops along the way Mm. she also said that her relationship with with arnold was not serious and that there was no there wasn't much like tension between her and tammy (laughs) which is a
1: lie and also she's just being stupid like they're gonna find that out like uh-huh. what are you doing? I mean, good. I'm glad she's yeah. stupid. She needs to get caught. But like,
0: so I think like the police are kind of like, mm, something's not, something feels totally weird. Mm-hmm. Night. Yeah. Something feels weird. So they also start looking at other theories on what could have happened okay. that night. And they are able to quickly rule out Arnold due to him living like 20 minutes away. Okay. And right after Tammy got off the phone with the police, she called Arnold. Okay. And this is the 90s. So like cell phones. She called a landline. Right. She called a landline and he answered. So there's no way he physically could have done the attack yeah. and made it home in time to call. Okay. To, to answer that call. Okay, Police then, while they're looking around the evidence that the soda bottle filled with the gasoline is the same type of soda, pineapple soda, that a lot of people from like the West Indies drink. Okay. Like it's like, you know a thing. I don't know. I've never heard of pineapple soda. I hadn't either. Yeah. So, I can believe it. So, they do start to wonder if somehow Ben, her former boyfriend, was connected because Ugh. a few days before there was an attack like in a similar area. Where this Ben that, guy, right? Well, it was a attack on former gang members from Jamaica. And At this crime scene that was left was the same exact thing. Pineapple two liter soda. So this dude might have really been in a Jamaican gang. So he might have been. But they actually were able to rule out Ben. Like, he did not have anything to do with it. They were actually able to rule it out.
1: Listen, that helps eliminate
0: suspects. So... Back to when Tammy was being attacked, like I said, she pulled off Alexis's watch during the attack mm-hmm. and the police decide, you know what, like we're going to make a press statement because at this point, you know, it's three or four days after Jarrell's death and everyone in the town is just like devastated. And the cops are like, we, this is not going to just be put to the side. Good. Like they did their job. Good. Um, so they decide to show the watch on the news and do a press statement about it. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like, Chastity is, like, freaking out.
1: And <laughs> her and come up
0: with a plan. <laughs> they were worried that the watch would be traced back to them as well as the bottle filled with the gasoline that they left. Mm-hmm. So she asks him to return the money that she gave him so that her bank account wouldn't be suspicious. (laughs) And if the cops ask him about the watch just say that he was helping a man whose car ran out of gas and after getting the gas for the man, he sold him, this random guy, his watch.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good story. Great job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Super not random at
0: all. No. So July 16th, 1998... Alexis goes to the police station to answer some questions. He says that on the night of the murder at 1.45 a.m., he was driving home from East Hartford from Windsor when a man flagged him down and he ran out, that the man had ran out of gas. Okay. Alexis went to a nearby gas station to purchase gas, and and that's when he ran into Chastity, who gave him a cookie wrapper to cover the soda bottle Mm -hmm. of gas. Mm -hmm. When he returned from the gas station, the man gave... Alexis $150 for his watch. Mm. So they're trying mm. to set up that this random man. Yeah. Attacked. Um, Tammy and her children. Yeah.
1: Makes no sense. No, it's a bad story. No sense. It's bad, which is
0: good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So again, the cops are like, yeah, this is not adding up. Yeah. Because Chastity had told them when they first interviewed her that she went straight home to her parents from Arnold's house the night of the murder. She didn't say nothing about going to no gas station. mm hmm Got him. So on July 17th, 1998, at 1220 AM, Chastity arrived at the police station where she was questioned by Detective James McLean of the Connecticut State Police and Sergeant Mark Francis of the Windsor Police. They asked her for her alibi for July 8th and 9th, and she keeps like changing her answers and being evasive. And finally. Francis shows her pictures of Jarrell
1: from his oh autopsy my god. oh my god yeah
0: and saying that like you know he didn't deserve this and didn't believe that she was telling the truth so she ends up finally admitting to the murder of Jarrell got her so this is where I was like oh, okay end of story like what's her sentence mm-hmm. so on findlaw.com it starts getting I had to skip a lot of it because it starts getting into way too like loyal like the minutia yeah speak yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying. But in it, <laughs> it mentions that they didn't read her her Miranda rights in the beginning of the questioning. No! Which is an issue. <laughs> Come on! So after she confessed that they ended up reading her rights and she initialed the form and said like, she understood her rights, she then changes her story and says she didn't confess to anything and she wants a lawyer.
1: Ah! God damn it. So All right. So
0: on July 23rd, the police search her car where they find a spot of blood on her windshield wiper control lever, and DNA evidence proved that it was Jarrell's blood.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. All right.
0: So July 27th, Alexis enters a plea deal. Okay. and the state agrees to a total effective sentence of no more than 25 years in exchange for guilty pleas to felony murder, burglary in the first degree and kidnapping in the first degree for his corroboration cooperation in the investigation and testimony. Oof, that's a stiff deal. Yeah. So Chastity testifies in her own defense, which is like never good. Don't say, do that. Don't do
1: that. Well, she's she's proven to not be very uh, uh intelligent I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So she does admit to coming up with the plan
0: to uh burglarize Tammy's house and like kind of scare her, but she claims she did not enter her house and that Alexis is the only one who did. She also claimed that <laughs> this the point bitch. was to scare her, not to hurt anyone. This bitch. So the evidence is like no. The evidence is pointing to her. Right. So in 2001, Wes was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Jarrell, attempted murder of Lindsay, and burglary. And Alexis ended up getting just six years. There you go. I'll take it. Yeah. So in 2004, her lawyer went to the Connecticut State Supreme Court arguing that her conviction should be overturned due to mistakes in the first trial. So, during the crime scene investigation, they find a partial palm print that did not match Tammy, Alexis, or Chastity. So, this was used in her defense that a third party did enter with Alexis in the house, and it wasn't her.
1: But what about with Tammy's testimony saying they had gloves on? Also,
0: eventually it gets denied because... You don't know, like, when that partial palm print was left. Right. That could have been, like, like her it aunt. It could have been from the previous... Well, it could have been from the previous homeowner. Yeah. It could have been from a maintenance worker. It could have been from one of her friends, like, Tammy's or friends. her like you, very large no family way. that is all
1: local. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay.
0: So there's no way to, like, really back it up. Yeah. Um, And then she also tried to say in her defense
1: that... Tammy's dad had sexually abused her, but that was disproved as well. Oh, my God. This girl is – she is grasping at straws.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that's the case. And, you know, Arnold did testify that he never loved her, but he did have a sexual relationship with her. I'm Mm. sure the guilt he feels is just absolutely horrendous. Um, But that is the case of Jarrell. Poor sweet baby. I hope he is living it up in heaven,
1: like yeah, oh. or whatever Jehovah Witnesses believe in. I don't know if they believe in heaven. I think it's heaven. No, it's I like some weird, like yeah, I don't know, whatever Ooh. it is. I hope he's there and yeah. happy. Yeah, me too, little God baby. Damn so, it.
0: Yeah, got a little
1: dark there. A little bit. Little. Yeah. So. Never get into a love triangle, guys. Listen, Never don't out fuck your well. wife's cousin. Jesus fucking Christ. God damn. Mm-hmm.
0: And again, like I said, ID has, um, I think it just came out like earlier last year and, um, it's very good. Tammy's in it at towards the end and it's the only interview she's ever done. That poor mother. TV, she said, um, but, yeah, we'll have all the things. Most of it came from local news, pay, news sources and
1: com, And I'll put all those links in our show notes for the episode. So. Ugh. But, yeah. So,
0: Joe, what's your weekly win?
1: I have a surprise day off on Monday. My uh, nanny Ooh, kid came. Yeah, she came to me on Friday, and she says oh, I'm not going to see you till Tuesday. And I was like, why? And she was like, it's Martin Luther King Day. And I'm like, is it? (laughs) And then like after I left work, her mom texted me and she was like, oh, I didn't realize it was MLK. Like, so sorry. You're off on Monday. We don't need you. Don't worry. Don't come in. It's okay." And she was like apologizing for letting me know so late that I had the day off. And I was like, girl, I forgot about it, too. Like (laughs) your daughter had to remind "Eh, me. That's great. (laughs) You're like, I will take it though. (laughs) Absolutely. What about you? What you got this week?
0: Um, I would say that we got a lot of things figured out for our move. Yay! So, and I'm hoping that by Wednesday, Thursday of next week, everything will be kind of like officially set on what when we're leaving. Plane tickets bought. Oh my god. All that stuff. So that's our so weekly one. Is that you got some inf- more information and some things figured out.
1: Woo! <laughs> Woohoo! That's a great weekly so- one.
0: Yeah. All right, Right,
1: everyone. Well, come find us in our um, discussion groups. We have a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group on Facebook and a thousand true crimes podcast on Instagram. Um, Mm -hmm. We have all of our links, pictures, stuff like that um, for all of the episodes. And plus any like news or information, we'll share it on there, too. So um, come join chat with us we're in there and then also if you would give us a like a follow or subscribe and if you're listening from apple podcasts if you'd leave us a review that would be awesome apparently it helps or something i don't really know
0: i think so yeah
1: you don't have to say anything fancy you can just say hi or you know they coerced me into this or i'm being blackmailed i don't care but um yeah (laughs) it would help it'd be awesome All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week. All right. Bye.
0: Bye.